Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a May music production. And I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, and this is episode 19, y'all, entitled In Inglewood's Perspective on Black Wealth. In this episode, you'll hear the returning voice of Anthony as we sit and discuss black wealth. Not just black wealth in Inglewood, but black wealth across the country. And it's more of an ideology. We go back to the playground scenario. We also go back to the motherland and the ships. Again, another conversation around knowing thyself and you shall know others. Because a lot of the things that's been happening during this pandemic leads for us to ask Is this the game that we're playing? This is the game that has been played. This is about human birthrights. We need to start having these difficult conversations, and that's what True Chat is about, especially for the Inglewood community. So I encourage my Latinx brothers, my brown brothers and sisters, to step forth, come out, come talk, come be a part of True Chat. Voice your thoughts, tell your stories, share your opinions. Be heard so that we're not hurting each other, making sure that we're receiving the right message to do the right thing for our people and our generations to come. I truly do believe that there are conversations, tough conversations, that our communities need to have in order to truly be allies to each other and to our communities at large. And there are a few unifying uprisings that have taken place around the country throughout this pandemic. So let's go, let's go. Hey, hey everybody. We back with another episode of True Chat and guess what? Yup, I'm back in the house with Anthony and we about to get at it. Anthony, say hey to the people. What's up, people? What's the word? Yeah. So what's 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 happening, man? How you feel about the the temperature out here? What's what's your take? Oh my goodness, so many, so many theories, so many theories, uh, so many, so many guesses. I guess you know what I'm saying. Like so, for me, like I say, I, I'm a big conspiracy theorist, so I'm always looking at the uh, trying to read between the lines of everything. So, um, like for me, it was more of a, a pension. Um, I said, I th- my first thing was I because there were so many of the elderly that were passing away from this coronavirus thing, I was always wondering, like, what's going on with the pension plans? Because mm-hmm. the number one thing that's always affected is, you know, people are outliving their pensions. Like, they're living 10, 15 years on pension, which is why the pension plans are suffering. You what know? does that mean to live, outlive the pension? What? How does that... So, okay, for me, I'm 37 years old. Um, you normally retire around, what, 60, 65 years old? Mm-hmm. Where they, you, like 62, right? Where they were telling people where you had to go back to work because people were living a lot longer. The reason why you were able to uh, retire at 62 was because they had about like an eight-year gap of go live your life off your pension, your Social Security, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Go ahead, live your life, travel. Those are your golden years. You know, you go out, see the world, and then you pass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, that hasn't been the case. People are living past eight more years. They live in 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. which is 
putting a real strain on Social Security and pension. So somebody for me that's coming into like potentially going onto my Social Security and trying to withdraw it. Well, my grandfather already took all my money because he stayed. He lived till ninety two. You know, he lived to eighty five years old, and they still kept cutting him a check. So now, so I'm wondering, like, okay, if we're gonna two hundred thousand people potentially supposed to die here. I'm wondering, is it like it, it needed 175,000 people to really write the, the the pension and the social security plans that we had? Because those are the things that I that I really took that took a hit before. That we, it's the only thing that we always talk about as a, as an economy. And, like, and, and which group of people are, is the virus affecting the most? Those above 50 <laughs> years old, right? Right? You have to be 50 and above. Don't get me wrong. Like there's been some 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 young people that have passed from it, and they, uh, or young people that have they, that they say I've been affected by it. Mm-hmm. But those are young people that already were dealing with old people problems. Mm-hmm. Like they had upper respiratory con- mm-hmm. conditions, and you <laughs> know, what they living with not real talk. Like not they live real shit. Like they they living with old people problems. That's what we do. Oh my bad. So they they living with real old people. They can live rough lives, or like they got they 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 susceptible to old old people thing issues. You know what I mean? So of course there's gonna be a few mingled in and sprinkled in, but nothing compared to the people that are above fifty and over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, those are the real people. Don't get me wrong. Like I believe it's real, and I should be, and I would be on the shorty to like, man, look, social distance yourself, but not for the sake of. Of, uh, of doing it because, like, there's some big, like, pandemic that I'm going to die from. Mm-hmm. No, it's because I know I'm a carrier. And I know I'm going to carry this home to, I go to Milwaukee, my mom, 57 years old. Right. Like, I know I'm going to go and see her. Mm-hmm. And I know her immune system can't take it like I can take it. So I don't want to bring that to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll isolate myself. But that's it. That's what a line in the sand gets drawn. Not because like oh it's something going on, you know what I mean? Like I'm feeling truth behind the whole five G tower thing. Yeah. I'm really feeling that. Um, because radiation fucking kills. Yeah. And I can tell you if you are really in tune with this planet, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just in tune with yourself, the environment. I'm a fuck I'm a I'm a shaman woman, okay. So to speak, practices goes like I travel. Yeah. And it started. I tell people it started with the drum. It started with the music. Yeah. The drumming, and then it grew into something else. Okay. And um and that was where I was. It was but it was being it, all of that was really about staying true to myself. Yeah. Shit that just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so for me, nature, things talk to me. Yeah. I can read the energy. Yeah. Or signs. Of different types of animals, yeah. uh, types of times, weather, yeah. things that is happening, things that don't seem or feel real. You seen that movie, uh, that Keanu Reeves movie, uh, the day the Earth stood still. Yeah. When he came, he came to protect the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, now nah, you got one of them feelings right there, like <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, right now. it's yeah, real. Like, like I mean, we guess here, so I mean, I I can believe that too. So we're not guess. On some this of, planet? Like, yeah. Some of us have, like, they're, they're some of us that have reincarnated or come as guests. Mm-hmm. But here's what I, what I want to get to is that because at the end of the day, um, we are, like, everything that's being affected now are mammals mm-hmm. by, this, by this. And you start to hear new shit about it. 
yeah. write new shit about it, new shit about it, different things I develop it. And then you start hearing things or seeing stuff written where people knew about it or it was mm-hmm. like, you know, all of these different conspiracy theories. At the end of the day, knowing thyself, mm-hmm. like I always say, like that was why I started with knowing, just getting in touch with your body. Yeah. You're in touch with your body, that is really how you get to know and understand oh, the environment around you. Dude, I, I, I tried to get in touch with my body and I, I, I made it one block. <laughs> like, I, I, I tried to take this time, okay. I, I realized there was part of me that I couldn't see anymore with age, right? Like, I swear, look, I put a I put a battery right here that dropped right here, and I couldn't see it no more, and I was disgusted with myself. So, you know, I, I pulled out all my jogging clothes, my workout stuff, and I was like, man, I started stretching in the front and everything, and I started running, and I ran half a block, and then I looked back to see how far I was away from the house and realized that anybody that was looking out the window in the house could still see me, so I couldn't stop. I had to keep running. And I hit the corner, and as soon as I knew I was out of view of my crib, I was like, (laughs) I was dying. I was dying. I'm telling you, I was dying. So I already, like, yeah. No, but I I do believe that, though. Like, I try to watch. Always, like I say, my my mentality is always somebody's profiting from anything going wrong in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm always trying to figure out who's the profiteer. And if I can figure out who that person is, then I'd be able to figure out, What's you know, that? like, yeah, what the next move is or how do I strategically maneuver this mm-hmm. right here, you know, and, and stay out of the way. Because that, that'd be my goal at the end of the day, you know, like, I, I want to save as many people as I possibly can. But also, I want to make sure that, you know, like, I don't succumb to whatever is happening around here because there's too many people that depend on me. So it's like, yeah, yeah I don't mean no The last time we talked... We were talking about this uh, playground scenario mm-hmm. um, as it relates to business. Um, how do you see, honestly, how do you see the different races, culture, starting with black people coming out of this pandemic or this phase? Yeah. Well, I mean, so from the very beginning, like I always, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a solution person, so... I don't think, I don't, oh my goodness, the house is on fire. You know what I'm saying? I don't think like that and then stay in that, oh my goodness, the house is on fire. I'm I'm big on the solution. So for me personally, I thought this was the best time for black people, period, to, to be paid and not have to actually go to the, the, the nine to five or the work that's that we use as a as a reason and why we can't accomplish or go chase whatever we're trying to chase. Mm-hmm. Like you take this time right here to come up with any hustle, any grind, any yeah. like to just to ex- and then as soon as we come out of this to execute. You know what I'm saying? That's what I that was my thinking from the very beginning in regards to how we, you know, like handled the the news of we were going to have to isolate, you know, or just in the world and starting with black people is, I, I don't think we did very well. One, we, we already, we were hit with so many superstitions that one, black folks can't catch it, you know what I'm saying? This shit only hitting white people, you know what I'm saying? So we out here. <laughs> and then also not thinking about, like, we got such a, like, a, a nonchalant, don't care mentality, like, only our circle. Like, so we already thinking, like, okay, one, I can't get it, and two, I'm young, so I ain't going to get it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to have it. But we were not never thinking about it in, the, in terms of being carriers. 
You know what I'm saying? And, or in terms of thinking about our elderly or thinking about the older people. And, and really, what we're really saying is we're killing our history. You know what I'm saying? Because if we really, if I really don't practice none of the stuff that they're saying, the social distance and all that stuff, and then I go knock off my great-grandmama because just from a kiss or a hug, then I just killed my history. <laughs> I just killed my history. You see, like, like, cause we are, we are, we not a book people. You know, like we ain't, we are uh, storytellers by nature. That's how we pass our history down. Like, so if I knock off my granny. Then I just knocked off any stories or any history, especially if I'm around her like that to to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think we responded very well. Like I don't think we really fell into no parameters. You know what I'm saying? Like just as as black people as a whole. Like I I can say that honestly because I I did the same thing. Like I was just on the block like two weeks ago. I was on the block with one of the, some of the guys in Milwaukee. Like man, they out there kicking it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm out and I and I felt like I felt like Martin Lawrence. When he went to uh, the city in life, when he when the white dude took him, drove him, to, had him drive him to the city to go pick up the other guy, and he was looking around and seeing all the shit that was going on, he was like, "What the fuck?" And I was on the block, and it was See, like, "Well, he had just got when he got out of jail." No, before he got out of jail, when he went to go pick up the dude that had uh, his daddy's watch. Yeah. Man, when they went, he drove him in the city, and he was looking around. Dude had the boombox and a big afro. When he went in, they were still wearing suits and. Farms, yeah, with, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, "What the fuck?" You know what I'm saying? And I was, I had that same moment. It's like a hundred niggas outside, like they was all outside kicking it, chilling. You know what I'm saying? One had a face mask half off his face. One had a one glove on. You know what like, I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was a right? fashion statement. It These wasn't even selling masks. Yeah, yeah, rhinestone masks. I swear to God, I can't make this up. <laughs> I can't make this up. I was just on the road last night. I went to Milwaukee to go get my daughter. They had, they were selling. Four ounce bottles for eight dollars of sanitizer at a Shell gas station. I bullshit you not. So I'm like, Do man, you know that shit don't even work. Look, and I've been, I'm in the crib whipping up sanitizer now. Like, they already like it's yeah. been, it's been tested and said. Yeah, it doesn't work. It don't work. No, no, I didn't even know that. Now I'm in it. They get. I'm like eight dollars for four ounces. Like man, I just I did the math. I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no. They taxing them, and then I looked on the news and seen that uh, Trump fired the guy. He fired the uh, state's attorney general, the dude that would uh, come after you for price gouging. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. You know, we got a shortage of hand sanitizer, so I I'm a, I got sanitizer, so I'm gonna charge twenty dollars a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like he fired that dude. He fired the attorney general. Like so, I don't know. Like I, don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah. You should huh? fire his ass. You say you should fire his ass. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you gotta step up, like, cause I I believe he do some of the same, has some of the same practices. Yeah. You just can't see your shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's bad for business, yeah. So, I feel like that's what I mean by maybe it shouldn't have been by him, Mm -hmm. but the idea of that happening, I think that that's not cool. Yeah. And I think that a a lot of uh, things that are happening are not cool. Like, one of the things that we talked about, again, with the whole playground scenario, I'm always on us. I don't... I love... 
everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have yeah, a yeah. real love for everybody, humankind. I really mm, do. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about nobody yeah, else Yeah, yeah, right I'm now. black. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, know what I'm saying? So it's just I, like... I, I'm the same way, yeah. No, I'm saying that to say, I don't need to talk about what the motherfucker's doing. Yeah. I can keep looking at us and saying, yo, let's stop doing this shit. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. I, I'm the same way. And I got to a point where I had to feel... I felt like, okay... If there's like maybe generations that have whatever they experience is so deeply entrenched within them mm-hmm. that there's certain habits or beliefs that they can't let go to not be in a fear position or they, you know what I'm saying? They want to be comfortable right here. Yeah. So what, when you say that, what age bracket is you talking about though? Because, because it'd be I'm like, it, about, I'm 45. I'm talking okay. about people older than me. Okay. My, my, I'm talking about the baby boomers and older. Okay. Uh, X generation yeah. and younger. I just don't feel like we have like we we. That's who I'm most disappointed with. Right. I started off being disappointed with them. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I got around to having to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because I I and this is how I was able to do that. <clears throat> there was there were elders and it kind of started through this podcast mm-hmm. where they were admitting to the point that they knew they dropped the ball. Yeah. They look back and they're like, damn, yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. But what's done is done. So and now, ain't you fuck. know, we here. Yeah. Our white brothers and sisters, that's what I call them, white brothers and sisters. Yeah. Because. And now, a word from our sponsors. They are. That yeah. those really are not our brothers and sisters. Those are our children. That's really, they come from us. Right. Out of the darkness comes light. Yeah. And that's how I see, that's how in, in nature, that's how everything moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It starts dark. Yeah. And so I think about um, the descending and ascending and being able to be comfortable mm-hmm. in the place that you are in. Mm-hmm. And it starts with one accepting and then seeing how I put myself here. Whether it is me being accountable, holding myself accountable, or not holding other motherfuckers accountable, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. a part of my of what I, you know. what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, no, no, you so, still made a decision whether you do nothing or whether you do something, yeah, yeah, yeah no, and that's I get that's that. like for me at the end of the day is real when I look at how people how people are moving through times. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, what would I been that motherfucker that jumped off the boat because I can't deal with this shit when I got the chance. That, I, I never sent you that video, man. I got to send you that video because I just I, I asked myself like, I would have had to been I I would kill die being trying to kill somebody exactly like you had to <laughs> man you would have had to kill me like you would have had to kill like I, I and I said I think I said this before is so for the person okay I understand all right we they 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 at the beach. They, they got you. They got you. I, 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 they, they probably got me outnumbered right now. Or they, they got the ups on me. All right, so I'm going to get on this boat and be passive real quick just to find out maybe I might get an opportunity to get the ups on them. Then that don't happen. Now people just, you know what, man, we ain't going downstairs underneath. We just going to go over the ship. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather die out here than to die underneath here because I already see how they treating us. So you still don't do nothing. Now you make it all the way over here and you realize what the game really is because they selling you now. They got you on auction, showing your teeth, everything. They selling you now. You know what I'm saying? 
now that I know that ain't no, ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't, they playing this game for real. You know what I'm saying? As far as slavery and, like, indentured servitude, whatever you want to call it. Like, they playing for real now. It's either death or, or death. That's it. Either, either I'm dying by myself or I'm taking somebody with me. Them the only options that I got now that I'm here and I realize that, that this is the game that we playing and what y'all doing to me and what y'all doing to my people. That's why I said, and I said this a long time ago, is that they, they would have had to have taken my entire tribe from wherever I'm descended from. They needed to have taken them all. They better have took every last one of them motherfuckers. Like, I, I can't have an uncle, a cousin, a great uncle, second generation, nobody over there. Because then that means no matter how much shit you talk, you still knew that it was a part of you that was missing. Like, the reason why the Jewish community speaks so highly, you know what I mean? Like, they, 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 their story is different. The narrative is different for their story. is because not only do they have a country that represents their struggle and their plight, and their plight and, but they also have other people or, or, or around the world that acknowledge the, the survival of what they went through. They don't, we only talk about the struggle that we went through. And we don't talk about the survival, so it's the narrative of it. Like, man, I overcame it. And on top of that, nobody's acknowledging that where we from. Nobody's acknowledging, hey... You from Nairobi, you from Nigeria, and those people over there ain't they? Cause they don't want us over there either. So that's why I'm like, man, fuck them too. Like that's how that's how I always felt. <laughs> so if I'm cool with an African or a Nigerian or somebody that's second generation from over there or something like that, I'm cool with you just based off of the merits of who you are, not because we share the same kinship or the same history. Because we don't. Because in your history books, they don't teach you that you were a slave. They teach me I was a slave. They don't teach you that you was horse whipped and kidnapped and brought to another country and your people. Now they, they don't teach you your people. Because you are what your history is, what your history tells you. You are who, who you around, what, what your people are. You know what I'm saying? Your, your traits, you get that from that. They distorted our traits, so we became something new when we landed here, if you believe we landed here. Right? So... Them over there not acknowledging the fact that I exist or them even learning that I even exist. Fuck them, man. Fuck out of here. Like, I can't I can't accept the fact if I see somebody that's a descendant. Like, we share the same blood trait and you're a descendant of generational wealth. Like, you, like that movie Crazy Rich Asian. Like, them kids over there, they, they just buying helicopters and jets and all of that shit. They got some shakes and they got some princes and kings over there in Africa that's, that's wealthy. Like driving, do you think that shit they show you about the sand and the spears and throwing that? That shit ain't Africa. That motherfuckers driving Bentley's, Jaguars, living I in. At the age of 13. Yeah. I the truth about that. Yeah, they living good over yeah, they, there. Yeah, they teach your ass that shit here. That like, shit is a tourist yeah. attraction. When you go into their real towns, man, they got big houses, big mansions, pools and shit. <laughs> let, me say, let me say this. I'm going to just say, like, if you look at basic shit yeah. that we don't pay attention to, if you, have you watched Netflix? Do you do you watch Netflix? Mm-hmm. Do you see how many African movies are on Netflix? Not many, but it, I said, yeah. Mm. It's a whole bunch of African movies 
on Netflix. It's a whole mm. bunch of African movies. It's a whole bunch of uh, Bali, Bollywood. Yeah, Bollywood. Yeah. See, I got the, uh, what's the name? I see it now because I got the fire stick. So, broke. Here's what I'm saying behind it. Mm hmm. It's a whole bunch of African movies on Netflix. Now, Africans figured out, okay, now they, they, made, they done made it where they're speaking English. And you can see yeah. so now they're starting to appeal, try to appeal to the American eye. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Netflix is, the point that I'm trying to make is Netflix have put money, they're putting money, in, more money into African directors' movies instead of... Mm -hmm. Black directors and writers. Yeah, it's starting to happen now. And you know putting it in international projects. But, yeah, yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Look at the amount, uh, the number of of these African movies that's out. Yeah. Anytime you look at uh, like when you, cause I'm a Netflixer. Yeah. Okay, cause I'm I'm watching all this shit, mm -hmm. and I'm not really hating on their movies at all. But I'm yeah. just telling you what I notice. Okay. And they're like these, they this money, the way it's coming in. Now this is what it looks like to me. I don't necessarily know exactly how it works. Yeah. But I would think that um, maybe it don't cost them as much to have uh, foreign movies on Netflix. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, or whatever it don't. It is. It's like so. You know, it only costs twenty. So that Buddy Bear, uh, a Buddy Bear hair costs about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to build. Uh, Buddy Bear, like when the car wash mm. over there, you can get one done for twenty five thousand dollars. You mean buy a car wash? Buy a car the same the same car wash, mm -hmm. same equipment, same everything. Mm -hmm. Do the exact same thing, twenty five thousand dollars over there. So I mean I understand it in terms of the money. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as investment, yeah, because your money triple up. Imagine doing a movie over there and then putting it on the same world market. Like we're here, it'll cost you. $35,000 to do a, a, a movie from start to finish. Then you put it on the world market and it generates $100,000 where you only made $65,000. Well, if I go over there, I could do a music, for a movie, same movie for a million dollars, still do the same $125,000 on the world market because they market is way bigger. Like, it's soccer versus football. You know what I'm saying? But do you think that that's cool, though? Like, this is what I mean. You, you, you would prefer to put... These African movies on because they at the end of the day they independent. How right. many independent art, independent directors and movies we got over in this motherfucker that's black? You know why? Yeah, I just the only reason why I, I said the the reason that the movies even exist or even get generated is because the people that are fighting for those movies to exist and get generated are African. Like those that because they understand that they understand the dynamic, right? They want something different. We want we chasing money. Like as a whole, as a culture, they still got us confused with chasing this fucking money. Oh yeah. Get a couple dollars, you can go get a nice car. Get a couple dollars, you get your house. Get a couple dollars. Get the money though. They want you to keep chasing the money. Cause that's the rabbit. That's the fucking rabbit in the dog race. It's the money. Mm -hmm. It's not the prize. The real prize is is the ability to act. The definition of power is the ability to act. That's what we supposed to be chasing. They chasing power. Over there, because they don't have wealth, they chasing power, and and okay, uh, pa money is nothing more than a litmus test to see how well you're doing with power. Like so, if you get uh, if you got an enormous amount of power, then of course, yeah, money comes along with that because it's, it's like the trophy of the power. But you treating the power like the trophy of the money, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? And 
That's what that's how we as a culture, as a black people, that's how we treating it. They they rising among they they took them jobs as A and R directors and BET and they took them jobs and you know what I'm saying Look, went to that video school and realized how to do that CGI and now okay yeah I can make my own movie but they paying me seventy five uh, Universal Studios paying me seventy five thousand to shoot their movie too so guess what they got to take us both as up they negotiate they broker in themselves or they broker in their country because that's what they doing it for. You know what I'm saying? They doing it for their people. Like, man, I want more African movies on TV. I'm doing it. Lee Daniels is a perfect example, man. He wanted more of a, a world culture on uh, your 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 LGB on LGBTQ identity, your your gender pronouns. He wanted it more on TV. So he built the power in himself. He on one te- he on a television a television network, if I'm mistaken, and then. Um, he did a couple of things, but he raised, he he created power and uh, uh, a couple other shows. But that was his identity, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he wanted to see himself, so he had to build the power to see himself on TV. So he put the world to where he wanted to see it. So I can't like say, I like in regards to like them over there, like the Africans or anything like or any other culture that's 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 putting it, they chasing the power mm-hmm. and the, the power, the ability to get it done to do it. That's what makes them strong. Like that's what, and, and really, we supposed to be like, all right, let me take a note. That's the game they plan. You know what I'm saying? So now that I know the the game that they, the game you plan, it makes it a lot easier for me, for me to get what we need. You know what I'm saying? Back at it. Yeah. That, you hear what I'm saying? You just said it. Yeah. That's the game we plan. That's the game that has been put down. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, but he talks about, he was one of the first people that I know of to talk about. This whole 5G situation yeah. and how it affects, and I started to think about how it makes me feel, how I'm feeling outside, mm-hmm. when um, the different types of uh, if I'm around different types of technology, mm-hmm. and this is what I mean, really being sensitive and knowing self. I don't get mad at no culture. Like I, I was. I'm the type of person, like I said, I wasn't even mad at slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not. I don't get angry over it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's something strategic to be learned from anything. If you, and I tell somebody all the time, like, did you learn something from that? Then, if you tell me no, then you, yeah, you should be angry. You should be angry at you. But if you learn something from it, then it wasn't a mistake or it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a, a loss. Everybody don't. Um... Everybody doesn't see that perspective or see that as really being the reality. Yeah. Like, it is really how you how you see it. It's you history now. Like, so it's done, it's done. Like, if I had a time machine and go back and, and write that wrong, then yeah, I would. But only thing I can do at this stage is learn from it. So because a smart man learns from his own mistakes, or even smarter person learns from other people's. So I need to learn from the mistakes of the past so that we don't, do them in the future. Like I ain't gonna let nobody take my power. I'm not gonna let you disrespect me. I'm not gonna let you claim my story. I'm not even gonna let you control my narrative. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be intentional on these things because I know that's how you tricked us into bondage the first time. You know what I'm saying? You took so, all of those things. That's the thing. This this is what I keep. That's that's where we go. Like I don't feel like it was a trick. You don't feel like it was a trick. No. Because we are not like this our shit. Mm-hmm. When I say now your kids can trick you. 
Mm-hmm. We were t- that's what it was. We were talking about knowing the game. Yeah. Right? You know the game. And that's what I keep telling. First off, know you in the fucking game. You're in a game, one, that you did not create. But there's right. a bigger game. There's a game. This game that you did not create is inside of a bigger game. Yeah. They in a game that they didn't choose to play, too. You know what I mean? But you. But this is what I'm... This is this is how I feel. Because, and I'm saying this as I'm taking my own lumps. Yeah. All right? There are things that we choose by not choosing. Yeah. So that's choosing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, we said that earlier. Yo. Yeah, so that's what so even in that, even in like a place where you like someone that's born into slavery, mm-hmm. right? And it you kinda with that you got a way you've been brought up. So motherfuckers teaching you how to be a nigga. Yeah, ain't no question. Keep your yeah. head down, we don't wanna yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's like you and those your first teachers. Mm-hmm. So now we coming from that point, mm-hmm. right? Your spirit, there's something in your spirit that don't sit well. Yeah, they're still telling you, yeah. And at that point, you then have the ability to act, and that's where the power comes in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you feel powerless like that, yeah. you still choose to make other decisions that you feel work for you at that point. Because they made you understand, like I guess for me is yeah. Let go me, ahead, let go me, ahead, let go me ahead. Spill it all out because I will forget what the fuck. I'm no, talking go. About I want you to go ahead. Right. So <clears throat> once you've done that, all right. Now you're at a place where here your mind is. Mm-hmm. Now we not all of that. Mm-hmm. But now I got motherfuckers that's helping me. Or that's keeping me there that don't look like me. Yeah. But there's no way that you would have been able to come in to do it anyway. That was one of the things that you said in the last uh, interview that we had. And I wonder if, because I still like it for me, getting to the point is I, I want you to see something. Some, like something before, because I feel like I don't need to get to the point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll it'll you it'll know, make it seem yeah. make itself seen, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um you mentioned uh the people in power are usually the minority. Yeah, or right. should be. The people that, that, that should be in power are normally normally should be the minority. And, yeah. and and it works that way strategically because if you don't, the majority will always stomp on the minority. So when you, and with that being said, with that being said, if you put that on the playground, you look at the scenario that we're in and you understand that our children became geniuses to protect themselves from us. Yeah. What I mean, so I say that to say, people of color can never be minority, but we always minority. Hmm. And that's a fucking lie because the minority are the ones that's running the game. Right. And so I wonder when you said that if you saw the bigger picture, because what you said is absolutely correct. We think mm-hmm. about these little manual books that they make. Mm-hmm. Right? But what you said is just what's happening. Yeah. That they are minority. When you think about the world, yeah. that's a minority. Yeah. And you can't be but they have fooled and tricked the rest of the world to think something different. And my thing is now that they know it and they know that there's a need we still in a position where we still doing the same shit. And that is my disappointment. So for me, I never look at 
the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For me, that's a creation. We created that, and this is the like, so when it's not, it's speaking to me, telling me some shit about what I need to do mm -hmm. to correct things. Right. And so for me, I'm like, yo, just like so the Africans are coming and doing it, but those, that's, that's a part, that's like a, like we spill out into all these different looks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they come in, they making the movies or whatever, and here again, we're allowing it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, yeah, we came and we are everything. Like, but I, how how are we allowing it though? Is the is the is the real that that gets to like the meat and potatoes of it. So how do we allow people of other cultures, other races, come and take what's ours? I mean, it's been it's been happening that way since the beginning of the time that we know, or since we were taken from our homes, I'd say. Um, why is it? What is it? My theory is that we are f all filled with a whole bunch of unconscious beliefs, which means we have a whole bunch of shit we think is true that we don't even realize that keeps us from the very things that we ask for, our very destiny. How do we get to a point where we can identify these unconscious beliefs, and then begin to acknowledge them. Well, it starts with conversations like these, the conversations, the type of conversations that we have on True Chat, the difficult conversations, and being mature enough to stand in who you are and speak, honor differences. And then we can actually start uncovering the reasons as to why we talk about unifying to necessarily get there. I'd like to give a special shout out to my sponsors, Monica and Pastor Cherry over at Canaan Baptist Church, as well as Pastor Willie.